Hello, and welcome to Festival of the Mind. In this episode, Dr Richard Collins from the Department of Civil and Structural Engineering talks to Ben Griffith and Hugh Vincent from Yard Newell about their collaboration, Unseen Forms, a sound installation exploring the dynamics of our vital water supply networks. Hello and welcome to the Unseen Forms podcast. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. In the background you've been hearing Nights by Yardnul, uh, a band that we've been working with uh, on this arts installation um, and we're going to talk to a bit about today. Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm Ben from Yardnul and we are a musical duo. This is my partner Hugh and um, yeah, we got involved in this project uh, on the back of kind of our soundscapes and our music that we make, really. Um, that was Nights. That yeah, so the piece you just heard was a piece called Nights, and it's inspired by this old video game uh, called Zelda Ocarina of Time and the space in there called Fairy Fountain. It's very watery and magical, and we used a lot of those influences to create this piece as well. Hello, and I'm, I'm Richard Collins. I'm a lecturer at the University of Sheffield, and I've been working with these guys on our... Uh, interactive installation where we're infusing music and hydraulics to hopefully create something which is an interesting exploration of our vital water supply systems and a little flavor of, of some of the work that Yardner will produce. Yeah, exactly. So it is a multidisciplinary installation and uh, the emphasis is on the unseen. So we're pulling out a water network from underground mm -hmm. to expose it to the public, which is something that not many people will see. And also music is as an abstract form. You never get to see music. So here you'll see how it influences and is influenced by the water network. Water, as we know, is a vital for, for life uh, on, on planet Earth. And our modern civilization relies heavily on the instant and reliable availability of drinkable drinking water. We generally take it for granted. We accept that we can go to any tap, turn it on, and we'll get an almost unlimited supply of dirt cheap um, drinking water that we can use for whatever we want it to use for. And that is an absolute cornerstone of our civilization. Our water supplies are generally transported to us through buried infrastructure. We hide our pipes away, we protect them in the earth. But that means that it, um, our water supply is basically outside of our consciousness until failures occur. And um, recently those, those failures have become more apparent. But there's also a huge engineering challenge in keeping the water flowing to our taps. Uh, as I say, this is compounded by the fact that the majority of our network is buried, it's vastly distributed and, and difficult to control. It's a huge bit of infrastructure. There's about 34,000 kilometres of pipeline in the UK, which, you know, about the distance from the Earth to the Moon. It's current. <laughs> <laughs> Most of its current condition is unknown. Some of it's been in the ground for 150 years. Um, installed by the Victorians. Some of it's been in the ground only for a few years, um, but we don't know what condition it's in. And some of it's even wood, right? Yeah, so in, in, part, <laughs> in some parts of the country that they still use wooden pipes cored out with flows. You know, Tasty. Trees, tree trunks <laughs> cored out with lots of water flowing through the middle of it. Um, and Reno, you know, we have a, a really slow replacement rate. So we, we don't replace more than like half a percentage of our water pipes each year, which means our network is just getting older and older and older. And as it gets older, it becomes more prone to failures. And in the future, we, we have you know, the, the, the standard three um, challenges which most of the UK's infrastructure faces. We've got to deal with effects of climate change, whether that is a change in the way that water rainfall is going to be distributed and where our water is going to fall, 
or as we've seen in the last months or so, um, the changing demands people place on the water supply system as we get increasing heat waves. We're also going to see changes in population, you know, growing areas, you know, population growth in areas of the country, particularly in the southeast, where water stress is a significant issue. Um, and then also finally then that, that aging infrastructure, um, how do we deal with the fact these pipes are getting older? We, we need to be able to manage and maintain them and, and look after them um, to try and make sure we make the most of the vital water resource that we have in this country. Did you uh, want to talk about some of your research as well, Rich? Yeah, cool. So, I mean, the, um, this project is kind of underpinned by a couple of research projects that, that I've been working on, or I've either been working on, which we're working on at the moment, um, where um, we've been looking at our water resources, our, our water pipelines, our both supply and sewer networks. Um, one of those is critical ones is, is the 2065 project, which, which came to completion just last year, where we were looking at ways of developing future water scenarios to assess the sort of social and technical solutions to challenges that we're going to be facing in the future. How will we be able to um, manage these networks in, you know, what's, what's the network going to look like in 2065? How will we be managing it? What's it what, what are we going to be doing to our systems? Are they going to look the same way as they are at the moment? Uh, is there anything fun that we can be doing with it, like running robots through pipes to try and find, <laughs> fix, wow. and maintain yeah. the systems that you're running? It was very much a sort of blue skies thinking type approach, which which has led on to some other really interesting projects which have come out of it. Um, the other big one is is the one that's probably most pressing for everybody at the moment, which is um, a project being run um, through Welsh Water called Managing Background Leakage, um, funded by Offwat, which we are currently looking at trying to minimize the amount of leakage in our water networks. That's a fundamental part of all water utilities um, behavior. But for years, we've had this idea that there is a minimum level of leakage, which is it's okay to get your water networks to, which we sort of call the background level of leakage, the leaks which are hard to find. But in recent years, there's been a big increase in the level of technology out there. So we're looking at what happens when we apply those more recent technologies to the ideas of finding and fixing background leakage and seeing how far can we really drop the level of leakage in our water networks. And obviously that's critical in terms of conserving our water, saving energy, making sure that water gets to, to the people it needs to get to and limiting the number of failures of, of supply that we've, we've, we see around the country. Didn't you say one of the methods for analysis uses sound or uses like an impulse? Down, yeah, down no, we, we, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting. And wh where this project is really quite exciting is that one of the key things we do in terms of finding leaks are acoustic methods. Um, we spend a lot of time listening to to pipes to try and find where leaks occur there's various different things we can do in terms of listening some of them are quite high tech where we put hydrophones into the network and listen to the sound that propagates along the pipe through uh, from from the noise of the leak some of it is a little bit less high tech where we literally have what's called a listening stick which is a big metal stick which mm -hmm. you stick on the ground or on, on another bit of um, pipe infrastructure and stick your ear on the other end and a, a skilled operator is able to identify whether there's a leak nearby and, and literally how far away it will be and how big it is. Good ears. Very good ears. Yeah, no, these, these guys, you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily think to look at them always, but they, they are very highly trained acoustic engineers. Speaking of good ears, here we have Hugh, my friend, and myself, Benjamin. Not claiming that my ears are any better than anybody else's, but I use them all the time for uh, the work of good, we hope. So yeah, how definitely did, not evil. <laughs> how did we arrive uh, together? Well, that's a question. 
So Richard did uh, your actual doctorate with my brother-in-law. Are you already? You were already above the, in the pecking order. I was above in the pecking order. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think I was ever formally Will's supervisor, but yeah. I was um, a postdoc while he was doing his PhD. Yeah. Emotional support. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So William Hampson is um, my brother-in-law, and we've played lots of music together, uh, folk bands and stuff. And so, yeah, so Rich and Will knew each other, and Rich had been collecting all this data for, was it over a two-year period? Yeah, we, long we collect, time. I mean, in, in our water group, we, we collect massive amounts of water data, um, and, and some of it, you know, we were, I, was, I was just idly looking through some of it and, you know, the repeated patterns started looking like acoustic signals, mm -hmm. um, which was where it sort of spiked off the idea. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we were, we were um, just approached, really. So Will um, couldn't, couldn't really do this work. He, he still works in engineering and fountains and stuff now, so he didn't really have the time or the technology, really, to kind of fulfill this musical side of, of this project. So he put um, put Rich straight onto Hugh and myself, and we had a meeting and discussed all all of this kind of stuff that we're discussing yeah, now. Yeah, there was a grand open opening for the Festival of the Mind. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's ideal. Really. Exactly. Yeah, there's a grand opening, and we're we're the creative side, and Rich is the technical side, and Mister University. Um, in a clashing of worlds. And exactly. Uh, in a melding of, of beautiful worlds. Um, yeah, so we had all of these ons and offs, basically, impulses, didn't we, uh, that were compressed into, was it about six, five or six minutes? Yeah, again? of MIDI data. Of, of MIDI data. So when we talk about MIDI data, that is the, the language of music, multi-instrument digital interface. And so... Anything that turns on or off in a digital world, you've only got the option of one or zero in the binary world. So all of these MIDI impulses can be used to trigger any number of our, uh, any sound we could possibly think of, basically, isn't it? So yeah, when we fire it through Ableton Live, yeah, we which use, is an audio workstation. Yeah, we use yeah. an audio workstation called Ableton Live, which is very popular at the moment, the place to be. And it's got lots of bells and whistles and things. Um, yeah, as it turns out, very flexible and for what very, we needed to do. Very flexible, yeah, in terms of MIDI and the manipulation and all that kind of a thing. So, yeah, after our first initial meeting, we had uh, this this data, which was about seven different variables, seven different ons and offs. So we were able to use each one of these bits of information so can you just give us an example of what some of the information is rich yeah so the data that we, we first collected and first passed over to the guys from the Ardenal was um some flow rates measured in a in a large trunk main so a large distribution pipe um and also some uh, water quality data that was also collected at the same time so from a hydraulic point of view the, the flows and the, the water quality data interact with each other so large increases of flow rate cause spikes in bad water quality or lower mm. water quality and you can sort of see that pulsing range of flow rates which was one of the, the channels and i think we, we discretized that into seven or eight different levels yeah, yeah. and then um on a second channel there was the um the the water quality data which came across as well and there was a really nice interaction between those two different things was you you, you were playing through it yeah yeah so we were able to get those and turn a water impulse into 
a great big bass drum. Yeah, and it was always kind, anyth- it was kind of want. an abstract thing at that point, wasn't it? We were just te- taking sounds that we liked and kind of mapping them onto this arbitrary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, we made a little demo, which was just kind of a, a linear in, in terms of it plays from the start to the end. Yeah. And we use this data. So what, what we get, what we're getting onto later is the system actually working in more of a looped and an automated... Yeah, and generative. Gener- a generative way, yeah, perfect. So th- this first piece that we're going to play a little bit of now for, uh, just goes from start to finish using these MIDI ons and offs that, that Rich has collected. So we'll Yeah, we'll play a bit of that. Play a bit of that now, yeah. So on the back of that piece of music, um, we, we put together a grant um, application for the, for the Festival of the Mind. And once it was successful, we then were exploring how we can really develop that that piece, that linear tra- piece, um, to something which is going to be a little bit more interactive, mm-hmm. actually be able to be um, cited in, in an exhibition hall and uh, really allow people to engage with, with the water networks and the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bit of thinking around that, we've, we conceived a project that would try and give visibility to our water networks a voice to our to our unseen infrastructure, uh, and um, really to, to bring water systems into the public consciousness. And obviously, we were conceiving this back in, in Christmas 2021, mm-hmm. um, where water networks were perhaps a little less in the human uh, public yeah. consciousness it's than so they are. It's so taken for granted, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and you know, obviously, we've had this this summer where water has suddenly become a much um, bigger issue for everybody. Mm. Um, and again, we we really want to highlight some of the challenges in in operating and maintaining these systems um, when we've got imperfect information when we can't see the networks we have only a limited control um, of these networks and um, uh, only a limited amount of information that we are able to use to understand them which fits really nicely then into this idea of using music as a feedback mm-hmm. um, from what the, the, the hydraulics is doing in a in our system that we're going to create so we wanted to build an exhibition that through user interaction um created a, a model water network which generates an ever-changing emotive musical landscape which communicates its current state through the sounds that you're hearing yeah. um, and that's really the primary mechanism that you have in terms of understanding what's going on in terms of the, the, the water that's traveling through this network exactly yeah. so for example if the network was kicking out a problem there was a leak or something we would like the music would accommodate for that and it would feed back. Yeah. So you'd have a bit of dissonant music or like yeah. a jarring rhythm or something like that. So it, it making it quite quite obvious really in terms of that if it, if something's bad, it will sound bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's not like, oh, we get a lovely twinkle when, when it's leaking. It's like, oof, we need to resolve this. But what's also really cool is then because it's just, you know, it's it's sound coming out of the speakers, you, you don't know exactly what's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not like we've been you know, mm-hmm. flashing a big flashing light saying, there's a leak just happening here. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. got that sort of, you can see something's, something's changed, something's mm-hmm. going not right but you don't necessarily know exactly. We leave it quite fluid. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly fluid. And that, that was what I was just going to say then is like the, the water system as a whole, it, it, it's our thing. It's our body of water. So we're not following each particle of water and thinking, oh, that one's there, bop, 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 bop. It's the whole flow of ev- absolutely everything. Yeah, and so, the music being part And musically that, as well. Yeah, it's just this great big hole and, and things will occur, but in a very, very fluid fashion, yeah. So in the exhibition, that you know, the aim for the users is to try and 
manage the flow of water from, from an input source to a series of um, consumers. Um, and again, as you say, you're relying on the sound to be able to control it um, and understand what's going on. Exactly. So in the physical exhibition, if you go and see it at the Millennium Gallery, you'll be faced with three valves yeah. as a user. So if Rich could run through. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> what, what's, what's good there is you know, basically you are, you know, all you've got is three valves in front of you. That's the three valves, three knobs to, dial, to twist. Um, and what we'd, we hope people are going to do is to, is to try and um, explore what those valves do. Um, mm. get the feedback from the, 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 the sort of audio landscape about what's happening and then try and make sure that there's, there's the, the same amount of water which is getting to all these three different consumers or that all the, each these three different consumers are getting the amount of water they desire um, which, which will be set up through the system. So you'll control the dials. Those dials um, have an impact. They, they open and close valves in the system and by setting the valves in the right states you will be able to control the flow through, through of water through the network. Mm -hmm. What's quite exciting is that depending on the state of the system, the valves will have different effects on the hydraulics. So if, if one of the consumers is not getting an awful lot of water, again, you'll be able to hear that in the music, but also a change that one of the valve settings will do something to the network, hopefully get that consumer more water. But if you get that consumer getting more water, then you do the same change to the valve setting, you won't get the same response from the network. So yeah. it's very dynamic. So exactly. So the valves control the water, which then informs the music. But as a user, it's not necessarily as simple as that. You might focus on the music um, only, and then that will affect the system. So it's kind of a yeah, yeah vice versa situation. And because music, uh, you know, things don't happen instantly in music. And again, that's very similar to what happens in hydraulic systems. Mm. You know, a change to a, a, a valve setting isn't instantly going to change how much water gets to a consumer. So you, you've got to be prepared that things take time and things will develop. The music will, will change over time you know, on, a, on, a, on a reasonably slow temporal basis. Uh, and that's representing what's happening inside the, the hydraulic system where pressures and flows vary relatively slowly um, in the network. So obviously building a water network is uh, time consuming and resource heavy as well. So we needed a way to get get started with the composition yeah, kind absolutely. of um, before it was too late and too close to the actual exhibition date. So what Rich did was build a software version of the network. It's like it's so it ran a simulation which we could then link up into Ableton Live and take uh, MIDI data or MIDI impulses based on the system the state of the system a whole a whole a whole water structure in a in a tiny usb box <laughs> exactly yeah called midi gadget yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so we started taking these things and making sort of sound design choices around them um so for example the flow rate could affect the tempo that's a very obvious one yeah we wanted to be really obvious to the user, ideally. We didn't want to show yeah. these abstract effects that were clever and modern or whatever. We just thought things like tempo, and tempo being the and speed pitch. of the piece and, and the pitch, um, would just be so, so obvious. Yeah, so as they're turning the valves, they would get that, sort of that feedback of, yeah, oh, almost immediate faster, feedback. Or, yeah, because we have to wait for the flow to, to pump around and then... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what we found out when we ran the simulation through Ableton was that some of these things were taking a little bit too long to get a musical response from. And we thought that people turning a valve would want something immediate as well. Um, so we started like playing with mapping filters to the valves themselves or like uh, delays. Yeah, delays. Feedback. And, and then the, the key one was that we, we mapped a 
sine note, a single sine note to each valve. So the three valves outputted a pitch and we we could turn the valves and alter the pitch. Yeah. So you had a triad. So you can make a, a chord, yeah, a triad's just the three three notes at, at the same time. And so, so now the user's got the option to to make any any kind of triad, whether it be nice or nasty or yeah. or whatever they they fancy. So, someone someone may want to come along and make it, it horrible, <laughs> and that makes the system not work properly. And, and everyone in the gallery the horrible, <laughs> and everyone in the gallery uh, cry. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so then someone else can wander along and 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 reset and da da da. Yeah, reset so the. It's all about the equilibrium of the system, really, isn't it? We'll give a little example of that now so here's me messing around with the dials yeah so looking at the the sound design we we thought we should have a whale uh, <laughs> but we didn't have a whale so what we did <laughs> yeah anything watery needs whales anything song, watery needs whales definitely uh so so yeah just the manipulation of sound nowadays it's not too important to have an absolutely immense library of sounds uh because the manipulation is is so wildly out there nowadays really you can turn anything into anything uh, so we just started with a tiny little quite horrible metallic chirp yeah let's show you what that sounds like we'll show you what that sounds like and then um we'll show you what it's like when we press the whale button so here's the metal scrape that we started with and yeah with some some bits of pitching what else do we put on there just a pit pitches massive so, reverb yeah so we can stretch any of these waveforms and into a much 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 more low beefy whaleish sound and that's what it sounds like now. Oh, I also want to give an example of the tempo being affected. So mm -hmm. um, the piece when we started didn't really have much rhythm to it. So we added some drums in like a basic drum pattern, which then could be mapped to the tempo. And that sounds like this. So the tempo changes you can hear there are directly coming from the, the changes in flow rate that are being measured from, from the system, um, the physical system that, that we've built. T talking of the physical system we built, I mean, that's been a bit of a challenge too. We've had mm. to conceive something which is sufficiently complicated that it illustrates some of the real world issues we've been talking about, but also sufficiently simple that it's you know, understandable by users and you know, kind of fits into a, an exhibition space, um, as well as actually providing enough variable data that we can use for this dynamic composition that the, the guys from the Arsenal have, have put, put together. So what we've come up with then is a small network um, where the water comes in at the start into a source tank, runs through a, a, um, about 10, 15 meters worth of pipeline, where we have a loop, some, some branches, and there are some consumers, which, mm -hmm. as I say, the aim of this is to get the consumers the right amount of water by the control of three valves that you have access to to change mm -hmm. in the system. Um, there may also be some leaks appearing in the system if you, know, if, if you, so, if you do something wrong, so yeah. that's another thing to play with. <laughs> and it's all going to be seen now, isn't it? With the, in terms of the build, we've gone for the, the, the clear approach, haven't we? 
Yeah, so the plastic it's built with is all transparent, so you can yeah. actually see. The so there's a lot seen, unseen aspects of our water networks. Yeah, so you can see it, you can see the water flowing through it, but you can't see the water flowing, which is one of the things. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, cool, which yeah. Is quite but nice. you can hear it flowing, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we're getting to the point, hopefully, that we're going to have the full system built and ready for you all to visit the 15th to the 25th of September in the Millennium Gallery, Sheffield. Uh, but we've got a, a, a nice example of what you could be doing down there as a user regarding the taps and everything. So you can do your own little performance. Three of you can do it. One of you can do it. Mum, dad, child, anyone can do it. And you can make your own little piece of music within the system. So here's one that we've done as a little example. And I'm uh, twiddling the taps and things are occurring. So that's an example of the an output of, of the Unseen Forms. Um, and so, yeah, please um, come along uh, if you want to have a go, play with it yourself. Um, just I'd like to say thank you very much to both Yard and Ill for doing some wonderful, fantastic work. You're and so welcome. And thank you, Rich. <laughs> and thank you, Sheffield, for And thank you for the personal mind. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. We'd love to hear your thoughts and responses on social media. Find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>